Welcome back to Throne of Chaos. We are your hosts, Kelsey and Autumn. And today we will begin with chapter three of Throne of Glass. As a disclaimer, we do not represent CRJ Mass or Bloomsbury Publishing. All thoughts and opinions are our own. So we begin chapter three with the prince basically checking Selena out. She says his eyes shone with amusement at her brashness, but lingered a bit too long on her body. Even though she wants to rake her nails down his face for staring at her like that, she is flattered that he even looks when she is so dirty. Dorian then orders the guards to leave with only Kill remaining. I love how the chemistry between Dorian and Selena is on fire from the beginning. Their banter is so effortless, and I'm honestly confused on how Kill ever even became a thing. Yeah. Like, how can you choose Kale when Dorian's literally right there? Yes, like, <laughs> would never. I would pick Dorian. We also get to see Selena's vanity again on how she feels about Dorian admiring her body despite being a slave for a year. I think this is a nice difference to most heroines who hardly ever have this high of an opinion about their physical appearances. Yeah. Especially when the... They're only seen their worth when the male draws attention to it. Yeah. And she knows from the very beginning she's hot and she's pretty and... And she's she amused. that. Yeah. Yes, she's amused by the fact that he's acknowledging it. She steps closer to him and is surprised when Kel doesn't react. She wonders what they could possibly be planning to make them so irresponsible. Dorian chuckles, thinking she is the foolish one, asking... Don't you think it's risky to be so bold with me when your freedom is on the line? I liked that we get the continuous hints on how strong Mm -hmm. Selena is, Mm -hmm. but we don't get to see, like, the full might of her powers until Era Fire. And and I think they get that. They realize, oh, she's done all these bad things, but when you're close and personal with her, you're like, oh, this is just a girl. Yeah. Her body and her physical features are why you forget she is an assassin. Yes. What she did for a living. And they kind of let their guard down too and think that as well. Yes. Her freedom is the last thing she expected him to say. At the word, she sees a land of pine and snow, of sun-bleached cliffs and white-capped seas, a land where light was swallowed in the velvety green of bumps and hollows, a land that she had forgotten. I get chills. Yeah, it's Terrison. It's Terrison. We obviously yeah. don't know that, but right. pine and snow is so important throughout right. the book. And my favorite character smells of pine and snow. So, and he smells like that. Her home smells like that. Mm-hmm. He is her home. I don't know how people ever didn't figure out that they. Right. I don't know how people were confused because I picked that up on first read. Right. But I also knew spoilers, so. Doesn't count. Yeah. (laughs) But it should. He tells her to get her arrogance in check before she's thrown back in the mines, but perhaps her attitude will be useful because his father has gotten it into his head that he needs a champion. It takes her a minute to understand, and when she does, she tips her head back and laughs. She can't believe that the king wants her to be his champion. Surely there's someone more noble out there, a chivalrous knight or lord. Kale tells her to watch her mouth, and she asks him if their beloved king finds him lacking. He places his hand on his sword and tells her if she would be quiet so she could hear the rest of what the prince has to tell her. So we know that 
Selena doesn't respect the king at all. We truly don't realize how big of a deal her being the king's champion is. But the fact that the queen of Terrison and the one person who has the powers to stop the Valk, not the one, one of the few. <laughs> we don't know the other one yet. To stop the Valg is being brought into the castle is truly spectacular when you sit down and think about the entire yeah. plot. Also, this shows how truly clueless and or blindly loyal Kel is to the king. He is in a continuous state of not questioning the king's action and just blindly thinking the king is correct in his treatment of the other nations inside Aurelia. And he doesn't quite figure out what's actually going on until he sees it right. firsthand. Right. Dorian says the king needs someone to aid the empire and help him maneuver around difficult people. Selena knows exactly what this means. The king needs someone to do his dirty work. Yes, he says. His champion needs to keep his opponents quiet. She replies, as quiet as the grave. Again, with the banter. But also... It kind of shows how dirty the king is. Right, right. He needs someone on Selena's level. We get it. She's an assassin. She did break the law. She killed people, and he wants someone like her to silently snuff out his opponents. We see he's already sending people to Endovir mm-hmm. that disagree one with him. One of his many. One of his many slave minds, yes. Yes. Just for disagreeing with him or not wanting to be conquered. Or of just course. being in the wrong place at the wrong time got you sent to prison. Right. So, of course, he's going to snuff out his opponents and people who he doesn't like. Dorian tells her if she accepts, then after six years, the king will grant her freedom. And if she declines, she will remain in Endovir and die there is what he didn't have to say. So, six years as the king's crooked dagger or a lifetime Endovir. But there's a catch. It's not an outright offer to her. The king thought to have a bit of fun, so is hosting a competition. He explains that 23 members of his council have been invited to sponsor a would-be champion to train in the glass castle and compete in a duel. If she wins, she would officially be Adderland's assassin. This is also our first mention of the glass castle where the royal family resides in Rifthold. I also love that he has a whole competition and literally isn't there for any of it. Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder, like, why is he even throwing it if he doesn't care? Till the very end, when the final duels, I guess. Yeah. But you pay attention to who stayed behind. Yep. He tells her the other competitors are thieves, assassins, and warriors from across Aurelia. If she proves herself skilled and trustworthy, the king has sworn to grant her freedom, and she will also receive a considerable salary as his champion. She barely hears him, still focused on the competition and on the nobody men from God knows where. Her arrogance. She she thinks she's already got it in the bag. Why even have a competition? Which, I mean, if certain people weren't cheating, she True. had it in the True. bag from the beginning. Right. Selena asks him, what other assassins? He says none that he has heard of. None as famous as her. And tells her that she will not be competing as Selena Sardothian. She'll compete under an alias because... No one knows that Selena Sardothian is just a young woman. She doesn't understand how that is even possible, and he tells her that she kept her identity a secret all the years she was running around and killing everyone. So after her trial, the king thought it would be wise not to inform Aurelia who she was, and he wants to keep it that way. 
basically out of pride. What would our enemies say if they knew we'd all been petrified of a girl? This does play into her favor that she can be anonymous. Mm -hmm. And people, like I said earlier, downplay that. They think she's just a girl. She uses it to her advantage. They don't see her as much of a threat. And throughout the whole competition, they literally look past her Mm -hmm. to this big burly guy. That's their biggest competition. And it aggravates her to no end. It does because (laughs) her pride and vanity. But it actually does help her. And it's how she's able to remain undetected in Otterland all these years. Also, the king got trumped by a girl all these years too. And his Uh, pride won't let him say that. So she asks him, who does everyone think Otterland's assassin really is? She's been slaving in Endovier for a name and a title that doesn't even belong to her. He says he doesn't know or care, but she was the best and people still whisper when they mention her name. He tells her that if she is willing to fight for him and be his champion during the competition, he will see that his father frees her in five years. She cannot stand that no one knows her name, who she really is. She needs validation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say validation for her actions. And she, she wants everyone to know she is the best. We should also note that Dorian basically only offered her one year off of her sentence. Mm -hmm. And this kind of shows like how small his pool as a prince is. That was all he could offer. Right. So she can tell that he wants her to say yes. He needs her to say yes, actually, enough so that he is willing to bargain with her. Then she actually registers what he said, asking, what do you mean were the best? He says she's been in Endovier for a year. Who knows what she's still capable of? She says she's capable of quite a lot, thank you. As she picks her jagged nails, again, noting the dirt beneath them, wondering when she had last had her hands clean. The reminder of the dirt over and over again is, I think, a testament to the conditions in Endovier. They are slaves. They don't get baths. They work sun up to sundown. They don't get breaks. They don't get days off. They work until they die. And I think Dorian realized how proudful she was Mm -hmm. and used was the best because he knew it would aggravate her and push her to saying yes, which is what he needs. Right. Her to say. Like reverse psychology on her. But also she was never going to say no. Right. She had no other choice. Really. Truly. Her whole life she's had no other choice. So Dorian says she will be told more details of the competition when they arrive in Rifthold. Selena wonders why they don't just hire her already. As much fun as the nobles will have betting on all them, the competition seems unnecessary. He tells her that she must prove herself worthy. She says being Ardalan's assassin should exceed any proof they might need. Kel finally chimes in that it only proves that she is a criminal and they shouldn't trust her immediately with the king's private business. Kale really only sees things black and white. Mm-hmm. He believes all laws should be obeyed no matter what, no matter if they're unethical, and the people in power should be obeyed. No questions asked. Yes, they can do no wrong. You have to obey them no matter what. And you can see throughout the series how his faith get shaken so much because of what he believes in Mm -hmm. he truly believes he's a good person he's doing the right thing in following his king his kingdom that's what he's bet his whole life on what he gave up his previous life to do was to follow that king and dorian and when he finds out about everything how the the king is evil he's blindly followed him for years he doesn't even have any self-identity anymore. Nah. 
And Kel's statement also just reminds us that there are people who just blindly trust those in power because they are powerful instead of questioning their motives and making informed decisions about powerful people's actions. Mm -hmm. So just because someone is a ruler doesn't mean that they are right. Right. People are human. Yes. Well, we know that this king is not all human. Yeah. <laughs> but Kale is all human. Yeah. And pretty much the only one that is yeah. in the entire scene. And even as good as he is or strives to be, he never questions what the king's doing. He, nope. he thinks it's all justified. So anything against that is wrong. Yes. Which is annoys me to no end. Still, Selena doesn't see the point in having to go through the training and the competition, even though she's bound to be a bit out of shape. So you won't take the offer, Dorian asks. She snaps, of course she's going to take the offer. She'd be in his absurd champion, and she tries to bargain with him wanting to be freed in three years, not five. Four, he counters, and she agrees, saying she might be trading one form of slavery for another, but she is no fool. She imagines winning back her freedom. She could live far from Riftold. The capital that had once been her realm. She can already feel the cold air in the wide open world. Dorian tells her that hopefully she lives up to her reputation. He wants to win and doesn't want to be made to look foolish. Note that she doesn't say Rifthold had once been her home, mm-hmm. but considers it her realm. So then we, we know there she's not from Rifthold. It's not her home. She mm-hmm. doesn't think of it as her home. And Dorian also is bringing her back to be his champion he chose her not the king and he chose her because he knows it would irk his father that he went and chose her so he's betting on this maybe more than she's willing to recognize recognize yes what if i lose she asks him he tells her that she will be sent back to endovier to serve the remainder of her sentence her vision of freedom explodes like dust from a slam book she tells him that she might as well leap from a window because she would be dead by her second year a year in this place has already worn her through. She tells him that his offer seems fair, so Dorian orders Kale to take her to her rooms and clean her up. Then tells her they will depart for Rifthold in the morning. Don't disappoint me, Sardothian. Selena doesn't notice when Captain Westfall leads her away. She's thinking about how crazy this whole thing is. It can't be difficult to outshine, outsmart, then obliterate her competition. Though she doesn't allow herself to smile and hope, that is a door that has long been closed. She tries to think of music, a celebratory tune, but can only recall a line from a mournful, ill-way work song and go home at last. Now knowing how much music means to her, it's Mm -hmm. extra sad that she can't even think of a a tune or anything. And she just won't allow herself to hope, even though she's finally getting a chance at freedom and to get away from the slave mines, she's not opening that door Mm -hmm. to be let down. Because honestly, she's been let down so much throughout her whole entire life but also this competition kind of feels like a mix between because of the outshine outsmart obliterate her competitors it's kind of like a deadly version of survivor yeah you either win or die pretty much yeah yes she would go to rifthold to anywhere even through the gates of word and into hell itself if it meant freedom after all you aren't ardalan's assassin for nothing I keep quoting the last line of each chapter because Sarah just knows how to leave yes. us like an impact with words. It's just yes. so good. Also, we get our first mentions of the gates of word, mm-hmm. hell, gates word, both 
capitalized. My theory senses are going yes. crazy. The usage of word is just so important because we know now, reading mm -hmm. all of the series, that these word marks that are used through word gates mm -hmm. are everywhere. Mm -hmm. But also, I just want to know, is there one specific gate of word for like the kings King. stole the word stones keys. to make the keys? Yeah. So where's that gate? I don't know. Guess we'll find out. Yeah. So our thoughts for the chapter, there's some major chemistry between Selena and the prince. Like I said, I don't know how she could ever look at Kale. Mm -mm. I don't like him as soon as he opens his mouth. He's a jerk from the start. Selena finally learns why they came to visit her. And they're kind of secretive about it. They send Parrington out. They send yes. the guards out. Just, Even though Parrington obviously knows he's in on the competition. Right, right. But he just didn't want him, him be, in the room. Yeah. yeah, him to be present to talk to her. She could possibly get her freedom if she wins the competition. And I think it's hilarious that even in her position of she has nothing to give. She, yeah. She has to take it. She still tries to bargain with him. And she does get it lowered. <laughs> the, and she doesn't even serve out her lowered sentence. Yes. <laughs> she basically serves like a quarter of a year of her sentence. <clears throat> we also see more of her personality. She is very arrogant. She thinks she already has this competition in the bag. Even though she spent a year... In the mines, girl, you're gonna be out of shape, but we all have faith in her. Yes, um, we know when she imagines her freedom, we know now she keeps picturing Terrison. The mm -hmm. images, the things she thinks of, the home she wants to go to is Terrison that she hasn't seen in 10 years. But I think it's also interesting to note that she's not thinking about ruling Terrison, she's thinking of hiding away right back home True. in Terrison. Yes, so like she never wanted to go back. To rule. be queen. She yeah. never thought that was a possibility. She, she thought even that they wouldn't want her. Point. Yeah. Yes. Also, we find out she'll be competing as an alias because no one knows who she actually is. She's annoyed. Her pride. She's been slaving away in Endovier. She has like 75 different names by the end she, of yes, the Yes. She has a lot of aliases. But she she's prideful. She wants people to know she's the greatest. She's the best. Who she is. And... I said I can't even count how many times Otterland's Assassin was used in this episode, but you actually... I did count. count. I, I searched it in my ebook, and it was used five times in Chapter 3, and it's not used again until Chapter 10, and they use it 30 times total in Throne of Glass. Also, another fun fact, that in the original version of Throne of Glass, called Queen of Glass... Dorian and Selena actually end up married. I can definitely see that based just on and these few chapters. Along. We now know from like interviews of when Sarah J. Mass was writing this theory, she used to write fan fiction about what would happen if Aelin and Rowan ended up together. And through doing that, she realized that her characters were telling that those two needed to be the end couple. Mm -hmm. But we still get that leftover chemistry yeah. from the initial writing style that which, makes them so which great. Which I like that too because you can still have chemistry as friends. Yes. You can just be great friends, but it doesn't have and to be romantic. And by the end of it, they are great friends. Well, and they're also distantly related. Can we? 
just plain. I mean, it's a it's, it's a millennia of it's, separation, it's far, but far, you are far, true. But I mean, related. she's also <clears throat> technically related to Rowan. If we want, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I got into googling the meaning of characters' names, so we're just go through our first three. Our main characters starting with Selena. Selena is actually from the Latin word celestis. I don't speak Latin. I don't really know if that's how it is, but it means heavenly. And I find that very interesting because there's nobody that would call Selena Aylin heavenly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, like in this episode, she is Otterlin's assassin. And be heavenly I was fire. also thinking, did she choose the name Selena Sardothian as a name or did Arabin give it to her? You know? That is an interesting Did question that we choice? i think he may have picked it for i'm her. sure he probably i mean she was, she was eight. eight i mean how can you i know your eight-year-old is picking selena sardothian yeah yeah so in chapter five we get a quote she knew that a life with arabin with a new name that no one would recognize but someday everyone would fear was a chance to start over so she recognized that she was able to detach herself from Aelin galathinius and mm-hmm. become a new, a new person. Yes. So I was recently listening to previous Sarah J. Mass interviews. And in one of them, they were asking her how she picked character names. Like, did she do deep dives into the meanings of names or anything like that? And she said for Selena that the actual inspiration for the name comes from Selena. But thought that Selena was too masculine sounding. So she changed the O to an A. Like in, mo- in most languages, O's are, are masculine, masculine and yes. female. So, Selena is a Greek goddess or demon whose name means the dark one. Fits a little bit better than heavenly. A little bit. Um, so, she is referred to um, several different times as several different beings throughout Greek mythology. But it was just interesting to look and see mm-hmm. that Selena is a harpy or a winged spirit that had the head and body of a woman and the wings and claws of a bird of prey. Which, let's just acknowledge that her mate is a bird of prey. Is a hawk. Yeah. So, it's kind of fitting. So, moving on to Dorian. It is Greek and it means of Doris, referring to the son of Helen of Sparta. Also derives from Doron, meaning gift. And all I can think of when I hear Helen is Queen Thea's daughter, Helena. Mm-hmm. Possibly a little tie in there. But also you said at we, this time she was reading a picture of Dorian Gray. Yes. So she just liked the name Dorian. Because Dorian Gray is supposed to be attractive. And yes. she wanted Dorian. She knew she was going to write Dorian as an attractive character. Yes. So she picked Dorian. Um, but we can also look into the meaning of Dorian being a gift as his gift of magic yeah and also a gift to the king because at his birth that was the one time the king was able to, able to overpower the valg inside him and gave dorian his name even though after that he never remembered his name again mm-hmm. and around this time was most likely due to dorian's age was probably the queen was pregnant and then immediately after or shortly after he was taken over by mm-hmm. a Valg. Right. And never actually 
got to fully meet his child. Also, which also explains why Dorian did not turn out like his sibling. Yeah. Because he wasn't infested by a Valg when yes. he got his wife pregnant. Yes. We talk about this later on, but the tower in the garden, the word stone tower, was erected for Dorian's birth. Yes. It was the gift. The gift of Dorian's birth. So that kind of ties into... Which if when, he wasn't possessed yet at his birth, birth yeah. but he knew what Duke Parrington was looking into, mm-hmm. he knew that he was going to need something to protect his child. Right. So lastly, we have Kale, and I can't find any information on this. It seems to be a made-up word. At least it doesn't derive from any brute languages. But Kale, C-A-O-L, is an Irish word and is Gaelic for narrow. And all I can think of is how Kale is so narrow-minded. Thought that fit him perfectly. As always, please like and subscribe to our podcast on whatever listening platform you are using. And if you enjoyed it, please consider rating us five stars. You can reach out to us with any questions or concerns at throneofchaospodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram at throneofchaospod. We would love to talk to you about all things SJM. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.